So in this season of Lent, uh, we look at three main areas, as we've mentioned a couple of times, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And I think sometimes, uh, very often in our faith, we have to um, come to a new understanding of terms that we're used to hearing. Like in society, we hear the word love all the time, but love, as it's understood in society today, is very often devoid of its very heart. Right? The very heart of love is, is self-sacrifice. That's the heart of love. The heart of love is not pleasure. The heart of love is not butterflies. The heart of love is not even sexual attraction. That's not the heart of love at all. The heart of love is self-sacrifice. So often we have to rediscover terms that we already knew, words that we've already heard a million times, but the understanding of them has kind of skewed off some direction. So when it comes to prayer as well, uh, I think very, very often we have to um, re-understand or relearn what prayer means. When I was a child, um, wonderful and all as the various trips to Knock were on various bouncy buses because wherever you are in the country you're at least three hours away from Knock regardless of if, if you know it just doesn't matter where you live you're always at least three hours from, Dunne- from, from, from Knock and then back in the day like before the, the new bypass went in uh, you'd be bouncing up through the Midlands up through Atlone and burr and you know you bounced your way to Knock uh, and then on the way up you'd pray Oh, at least, at least three rosaries, maybe more. And then on the way down, at least three rosaries, maybe more. And for me as a child, that used to actually drive me crazy. I'm sorry, like, but it was just too much. Uh, it was just too much. It was too much, too much. And, and then, because like I wanted to talk to people. I talked to, you know, other young people there. And, and that I'm nothing, nothing, I had nothing against prayer. It's just, it was like, it was just too much. Uh, and then I kind of grew up with an almost slight resentment towards this prayer. I think I've told this story before as well, where, where um, my mom was given a book by a friend of hers uh, on Garavandal, and she read it, and it frightened the life out of her. And ever since then, we prayed the family rosary every evening. I can't remember when that was actually was, probably 88, 89 or something. I was, I was, only, I was, only, I was 9 or 10 anyway. I was pretty young. Uh, so then we pr- started praying the family rosary. But... We had a certain kind of a rhythm in our family as regards meals and, you know, TV. And one fixed point was always the 9 o'clock news, which had to be religiously watched by my folks. I mean, it's, it's, I'm not sure if it's still a thing these days, but the 9 o'clock news, like everyone had, everything had to be done by the 9 o'clock news. And then I don't think it was for family viewing, really. It was just more for mom and dad. They'd sit down and they'd watch the 9 o'clock news and see what was happening in the world and see the weather forecast, of course, very important for my dad. Uh, so everything, the, the rosary had to be done by 9 o'clock. But all of my programs, all the thing, everything that I wanted to see, was at 8 o'clock, right? So it would go on from 8 until 9, like MacGyver. You know, MacGyver was always on 8 o'clock. So I saw years of half episodes of MacGyver. So I, he'd get into the most contorted problems and situations where he'd be up in a tower that's on fire and there's a, a missile coming towards it, and I never, ever discovered how he got out. <laughs> never. No. No idea. No idea, because we had to pray the rosary. So... so <laughs> So I had this kind of, this, this view of prayer that was quite negative, if I'm honest. Like, prayer was like, oh, it, kind of, it has to be done, but it's going to cost you fun. <laughs> it's going to cost you uh, good company. It's, 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 a, it's a duty. And I never understood that prayer could be life-giving. I never understood like, that, that, that prayer is actually so much more than, than, than I knew as a child. And even, even as a priest now, I'm, every now and again, you come across some quotation from a saint or or just some experience that you might have yourself in the chapel, and you realise, my goodness, 
my prayer life still there's still so much more to discover there's still so much more to to, to so much of the lord's heart to be revealed you know you're, you're having a, a profound moment of prayer or 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 you see someone who prays well or as i say you read something and you go my goodness like i'm i'm still only at the beginning of this for me prayer is a surge of the heart a simple look turned towards heaven it is a cry of recognition and of love embracing both trial and joy that's saint Teresa of lisieux prayer is a surge of the heart what a lovely idea so again it's not duty that doesn't have to be done it's not this kind of keep god happy or anything it's the surge of the heart a simple look towards heaven is the cry of recognition and of love embracing both trial and joy uh, St. John Vianney then says, Prayer is the inner bath of love into which the soul plunges itself. It's such a class idea. Again, it's such a, a renewal of our understanding of prayer. Rather than it's the thing I have to do, it's this, like, just I plunge my soul into God and allow Him to love me and then just allow my heart to love him as, as he deserves to be loved and we're just taken into this this exchange of love St. Francis de Sales says everyone needs a half an hour of prayer each day except when they're really busy if they're really busy then they need a full hour <laughs> I love St. Francis de Sales he's class he's class it's the same. Mother Teresa gave the same advice to her sisters actually the sisters were saying the sister uh Mother Teresa, whatever they called her, I suppose, mother. Mother, um, you know, our days are so busy. There's so many, there are so many people to help out here. Like, we, we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time to pray. She said, really? You don't have enough time? And she increased the prayer time. Because she said, like, without prayer, you don't have the strength to do what you're called to do. Without prayer, you don't have the strength to do it. We saw it as well. One of our Russian missions, some of the lads, some of the seminarians went over for a summer. And they were flat out, you know, visiting homes and visiting families. And then the bit of gardening and housework and all this kind of stuff and then like they have various moments of prayer throughout the day that we'd normally do and they just said look it's just it's not it's not we can't get everything done we can't get everything that we need to get done done with all of this prayer going on just keep interrupting the day because you have to come back to the house and you know you're there for the holy hour or whatever it is you're there for the three to four or then seven to eight in the evening or, uh, six to seven in the morning whatever it may be and uh they realized then, after a couple of months of the summer mission there, they said, my goodness, if we stop praying, we wouldn't last a week here. If we stop praying, like, you wouldn't last a week. They said, it's, it's, it's tough going. It's tough. So, um, you see a lot of sadness. You see a lot of depravity. So, yeah, without prayer, you wouldn't stand the chance. So St. Francis of Sales says, everyone needs to pray half an hour each day, except when you're busy. Then you need a full hour. So it's this, this idea that, see, that prayer isn't like the thing that we have to do, a duty in order to keep God happy, but it's like our, our fuel. It's like, it, 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 there, it's like, it's like this, pardon the image, but this umbilical cord like, that attaches us to God and then passes to us the nutrients that we need for our mission, for our day, that I can love those I'm called to love how I'm called to love them. Where am I going to get that? From me? Uh-uh. That, that has to come from God. That has to come from God. So, and that's how we, we stay connected. So we just plunge ourselves into, into God. Now, I, I don't know. I, I only know. I, I don't know how your heads work. 
I know how I kind of know how my head works. It kind of surprises me sometimes as well. But um, I I have a good imagination. I also get easily distracted uh, because I have a good imagination, so I can wander off. Um, but it does help me to imagine these kind of things, to imagine prayer in that sense, like like Saint John Vianney says, plunging yourself into God, as opposed to you know being so kind of focused on the physical things around you. You know, I can just, I'm, I'm in the chapel, I can feel my knees, my right knee kind of hurts. It's probably yesterday due to soccer. And then you hear the door slam. Oh, I know who's in the chapel now. <laughs> they always slam the door and they always go to the right-hand side. And then, Katie has new perfume. <laughs> and, uh, and then the first song starts, D-strings out of tune. Will they spot it? They're not going to spot it, are they? They're not going to spot it. <laughs> And so, exteriorly, this is what you see. <laughs> Interiorly, <laughs> sorry, that's my head. Like, I'm sorry. There's just so much going on, you know, so much going on. And then I say, hold on, okay, 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 okay. Plunge yourself into God. Just plunge yourself into God. And then you just, I don't know, I don't know. I, like, I did. That's that's how I imagined it then. Just. <laughs> run and jump and dive and just be surrounded then by that love of God how long that takes I don't know what you do when you're in there I don't really know let yourself be loved in prayer let yourself be loved and that's like that's so beyond this understanding of prayer as as a duty or just as ticking the box obeying the rule it's giving our hearts to God and letting him give his heart to us. It's loving God and accepting his love. So in our prayer today, whenever that is for you all or for you watching at home, try that. Try this, the, the, the wisdom of the saints here from what St. Teresa of Lisieux says, the, the simple look turned towards heaven, a cry of recognition and of love which embraces both, both trial and joy, very realistic there. It's the inner bath of love into which the soul plunges, plunges itself, as St. John Vianney says. And then when we're, when we're busy, to make sure, absolutely sure, that prayers are priority above everything else. We ask the Lord today and in this season of Lent to renew our prayer lives and draw us ever closer to his heart in this ocean of love. Amen.